Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Fast this beautiful morning. Lord, I am excited to come into your presence one more time to magnify my King and my God, to magnify the Maker of the heavens and the earth. Lord, my soul is delighted to magnify you again this morning. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. Scripture says that you are the Alpha and Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You were before the beginning and you will see the end of all things. Scripture calls you God Almighty. And this morning we declare that you are almighty. You are all powerful. You are all knowing. Lord, nothing is hidden from you. Nothing is beyond your wisdom. Nothing is beyond your strength. We give you glory this morning. Be exalted, precious Lord, O God, in the name of Jesus. We say thank you this morning. Thank you for blessing us. Blessing us. Thank you for bringing us again into your presence. Thank you for the precious blood of Jesus. We can't thank you enough for the gifts in our lives for the blessings in our lives. We say thank you, precious Lord. As we read our Bibles again this morning, O God, we ask that you will speak to us once again. Grant us wisdom and understanding in your word and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning i am morphy a.n.e.k.e. so we continue reading studying and commenting on the new testament we are currently in the book of acts but first of all let me say a big thank you to everyone joining in this morning god bless you i hope you're doing well i hope you're increasing in grace you're learning every day you're getting better and better Yes, I pray for you this morning that the word of God will open up to you, that the Lord will grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. You will know the Lord better. When you read this word, you read the Bible, it will come alive in your heart in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, so let's dive straight back in. Yesterday, we stopped on Acts chapter 9, verse 21. But verse 20 says, And immediately Saul who later called Paul, began preaching about Jesus in the synagogue. And I said yesterday, as I concluded, it is time for us to preach the gospel. Please ensure that you are using your life. You are using the blessings God has given you to tell others about Jesus, about this saving grace that you have received from him. Okay? So, we stop on verse 21. So, we start back from verse 21 and then move on to acts chapter 10. it says all who heard him were amazed they were amazed isn't this the same man who caused such devastation among jesus's followers in jerusalem they asked 
and didn't he come here to arrest them and take them in chains to the leading priests and i'm telling you that would have been a massive testimony a massive testament that wow something is happening here this guy came to destroy uh the followers of jesus and now he is one of them they would have been asking but yes something something amazing had happened to paul 22 says that saul's preaching became more and more powerful it became more and more powerful to tell you the truth it became more and more controversial in the eyes of the jewish people remember that he was one of them and he had been schooled in fact he was schooled in a um, one of the leading scholars of that time gamaliel was the one who schooled paul so paul was well grounded in the scriptures he was well grounded in the scripture and that gave him the the know-how the wisdom the tactics on how to argue how to argue and show or prove that jesus jesus was the messiah in the scriptures that's from the old testament so his preachings his teachings became more and more powerful and the jews in damascus couldn't refute his proof that jesus was indeed the messiah they couldn't because all you have to do is bring out what the prophets what all the prophets say about about the messiah and let them know that jesus fulfilled them they couldn't argue with that 23 says after a while some of the jews plotted together to kill him that's what weak people do right if you can't if you can't convince them you kill them that was their tactics then they decided that look let's take out this guy after a while some of the jews plotted together to kill him they were watching for him day and night at the city gate so they could murder him but saul was told about this plot thank god thank god for those who informed him about what was happening they told him about the plot so during the night verse 25 some of the other believers some of the other believers lowered him they lowered him in a large basket through an opening in the city wall they lowered him in other words <laughs> he had to escape yes there are times where you sh you ought to run <clears throat> there are times you ought to escape <laughs> it can't be every time every time hmm, i i am as bold as a lion what is god telling you the holy spirit told him here to to leave to escape so they lowered him in a large basket through an opening in the city wall when saul arrived in jerusalem he tried to meet with the believers but they were all afraid of him they were afraid of him they did not believe he, he had truly become a believer then barnabas you see him this is the third time barnabas is mentioned in acts of the apostles we are in acts chapter 9 this is when the third time is mentioned the first time was when they were trying to decide between matthias and barnabas who would replace judas the second time he was he was mentioned was when the believers were selling their houses selling their properties to ensure that everyone was provided for barnabas is a levite okay and this is the third time now now everyone else is running away from saul because they were afraid of him this guy has killed several people 
he was there consenting to the killing of of stephen so how can we be sure 27 says then barnabas brought him to the apostles he brought him to the apostles and told them how saul how saul had seen the lord on the way to damascus and how the lord had spoken to saul the only way barnabas could have found out about this would have been if he had gone himself you know if he had gone himself to 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 damascus maybe spoken with ananias himself or spoken to some of the leaders there who who knew what paul did in damascus okay so he barnabas brought him to the apostles and that was why saul was unaccepted in the first place barnabas was the link he was the one who i'm telling you without barnabas we won't have our new testament today i'm telling you without barnabas we won't have the new testament we read about today because it was the connecting link between saul and the apostles and it was because saul had this acceptance from the apostles in the beginning that gave him the leeway to begin to impact the gentiles and impact the jews that he did because he had the the stamp of approval of the apostles if not they would not have listened to him then barnabas brought him 27 to the apostles and told them how saul had seen the lord on the way to damascus and how the lord had spoken to saul he also told them that saul had preached boldly in the name of jesus in damascus he told them this guy here hmm, powerful firebrand 28 so saul stayed with the apostles and Paul will talk about this in some of his letters, okay, especially the one to the Galatians. He stayed with the apostles and went all around Jerusalem, went all around Jerusalem with them, preaching boldly. He went around Jerusalem with them, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. He debated with some, some Greek-speaking Jews, but they tried to murder him everywhere he went. They couldn't refute him. And so the natural thing to do was to try and murder him. When the believers heard about this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him away to Tarsus, his hometown. Yes, Saul was from Tarsus. They sent him to Tarsus. The church then had peace throughout Judea because Saul was the arrowhead of all the attack and instigation that the Jews were doing against the church. The church had peace throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, and it became stronger as the believers lived in the fear of the Lord. And with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, it also grew in numbers. In numbers with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit. So meanwhile, Peter traveled from place to place, and he came down to visit the believers in the town of Lida. He came down to the town of Lydda. There he met a man named Aeneas, who had been para paralyzed and bedridden for eight years. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your sleeping mat. And, and he was healed. The Bible says he was healed instantly. Of course, Jesus did this severally, right? <laughs> so, they were doing the same miracles that Jesus did. Jesus Christ heals you. And instantly, immediately, Aeneas got up, got up from his bed, 
See, then the whole population of Leda and Sharon saw Aeneas walking around and they turned to the Lord. You see, when God gives us miracles, it is never because he wants, to, he wants us to show off. Yes, he wants people to be aware of the power in the name of Jesus. He wants people to turn to him. And I'm telling you here, the Bible says that they turned, they turned to the Lord. There was a believer in Joppa named Tabitha, which in grief is Greek is Dorcas. She was always doing kind things for others and helping the poor. About this time, she became ill and died. Her body was washed for burial and laid in an upstairs room. But the believers had heard, they had heard that Peter was nearby at Lida. So they sent two men to beg him, please come as soon as possible. So Peter returned with them. And as soon as he arrived, they took him to the upstairs room. The room was filled with widows who were weeping and showing him the coats and other clothes, clothes um, Dockers had made for them. But Peter asked them all to leave the room. Then he knelt and prayed. I okay, so why do you think this always happened? Remember, Jesus always did the same thing, right? When Jesus wanted to pray for that little girl, you know, that 12-year-old 12 12 -year girl, um, Jesus sent out every, all the mourners and then went in only with Peter and John, Peter and John and with the girl's parents. And now Peter is doing exactly the same thing. And I think it will have something to do with faith. That's my understanding. It will have something to do with faith. You might think it does not impact you, for, but for the person praying, you are trying to believe that this person is going to come back to life and everyone around you is mourning. This person is gone. It's a contradiction. And so they are removing every form of contradiction. Peter asked them all to leave the room. Then he knelt and prayed, turning to the body. He said, get up, Tabitha. And she opened her eyes. Get up, Tabitha. She opened her eyes. When she saw Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then he called in the widows and all the believers. And he presented her to them alive. Eh? The same miracles that Jesus did in raising up Lazarus from the dead. I don't know how many days she had she had died, but they just washed her body and they and they put her in that room before they quickly went to go and get Peter, maybe maybe about a day or less than a day. Well, it doesn't matter. She was dead. They had pronounced her dead before Peter came. But they were doing the same thing, they were raising you know the dead back to life they were healing the sick miracles were happening in their lives and i'm saying all of this for us to know that the same things the same things ought to be happening 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 among among us he says then he called in the widows and all the believers and he presented her to them alive the news spread through the old town and many believed in the lord many believed in the lord and Peter stayed a long time in Joppa. He stayed a long time in Joppa, living with Simon, a tanner of hides. Living with Simon, a tanner of hides. That tells you that naturally it was during this time that Cornelius, Cornelius sends, sends for, for Peter because Peter was living in the house of Simon, Simon the tanner. Okay? So, 
let's move on to let's move on to chapter 10 now so flip your bibles to chapter 10. acts chapter 10 in caesarea there lived a roman army officer and a roman army officer or a centurion some some versions or tell us that it's a centurion not just an army officer named cornelius who was a captain of the italian regiment he was a captain of the italian regiment he was a devout god-fearing man as was everyone in his household he gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to god one afternoon about three o'clock he had a vision in which he saw an angel of god coming towards him cornelius the angel said listen to cornelius is a devout god-fearing man he was not see at this time ev- at this time everybody in the world apart from maybe the apostles and those who had worked the disciples who had worked with jesus believed in fact even some of them did not believe that um jesus was not now was not accessible god was not accessible to the gentiles so until this point no one has ever heard of a gentile before being visited by an angel okay so and that's why when cornelius came up with this i'm telling you that some that we would have thought what's going on however the fact that he was devout and god-fearing must have <clears throat> must have ticked rightly in his for him right <laughs> he said which he saw an angel of god coming towards him cornelius the angel said verse 4 cornelius stared at him in terror what is it sir he asked the angel the angel replied your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by god as an offering did you see that our prayers and our gifts to other people the bible tells us that they have been received by god <laughs> so don't take it for granted though the things that you are doing to people you are doing to god the things that you are doing to people you are doing to god so don't think don't always assume that okay whatever i'm doing does not matter it's just i'm doing it to just myself no some of the things that you are doing in fact the things that you are doing let me put it rightly you are doing also to god your prayers and give to the poor have been received by god people received them here on earth from your hand so but it was actually god receiving them he was receiving them as and god received them as an offering he said now send some men to joppa and summon a man named simon peter he is staying with simon a tanner who lives near the seashore uh, as soon as the angel was gone cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier one of his personal attendants he told them what had happened and sent them off to joppa now you need to go back you need to go back to to the message that peter shared when when he, he he spoke on the day of pentecost when the holy spirit came you need to go back to that message because in all that peter has talked about until now all that peter has shared until now it is evident that peter believed that look the time was going to come when the gentiles were going to have an access that were going to have an access to god 
they were going to have an access to the Holy Spirit. Because if you were reading from Joel chapter 2 that, that Peter was, quote, was, quote, was quoting from, it will, it will be evident that the Spirit of God was going to be poured on all flesh against what or contrary to what they had in the Old Testament. And Peter himself specifically said that, look, this, this blessing that God gave to Abraham was to the whole world. Okay, so understanding that it was only fitting that Peter was the one that was first given the assignment to reach the Gentiles. Cornelius was a Gentile. So verse 8 says that he told them, Cornelius told them um, what had happened and sent them off to Joppa to go and get Peter. The next day as Cornelius' Cornelius's servants were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. It was about noon and he was hungry but while a meal was being prepared he fell into a trance he saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners in the sheet were all sorts of animals reptiles and birds uh, then a voice said to him get up peter kill and eat them mm -hmm. get up peter kill and eat them look at peter's response so peter's respond verse 14 no lord peter did not say no get behind me satan it meant peter realized that he was talking to the lord he was talking to jesus or he was talking to god the father no lord jesus peter declared i have never eaten anything that our jewish laws have declared impure and unclean i have never not once anything common or unclean i have never eaten anything that our jewish laws have declared impure and unclean but the voice asked again the voice spoke again do not call something unclean if god has made it clean remember that god was referring to the gentiles who, by this dream this vision god was talking about the gentiles i have called them clean or I have made a way for them to become clean. Stop calling them unclean. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. The same vision was repeated three times. Then the sheep, the sheet was suddenly put up to heaven. Suddenly, Peter was very perplexed. What could the vision mean? Just then, the, the men sent by Cornelius found Simon's, Simon's, uh, Simon's house uh, standing outside, outside the gate. They asked if a man named Simon Peter was staying, was staying there. Meanwhile, as Peter was puzzling over the vision, the Holy Spirit said to him, Three men have come looking for you. Get up, go downstairs, and go with them without hesitation. Don't worry, for I have sent them. I can literally feel the Holy Spirit pulling the ears of... <laughs> pulling the ears of this Awaga. <laughs> Just follow, don't ask any question just follow them because i sent them he said i have sent them to you even peter did not understand what was going on so peter went down and said i am the man you are looking for why have you come they said we were sent by cornelius a roman officer he is a devout and god-fearing man well respected by all the by all the jews a holy angel instructed him to summon you to his house so that he can hear your message Say so Peter invited the men to stay for, for the night. The next day he went with them, accompanied by some of the brothers from Joppa. 
They arrived in Caesarea the following day. Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered his house, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter pulled him up and said, Stand up, I'm a human being just like you. If you were the one, what do you, what will you do? In fact, sometimes I ask people, what will you do with your own anointing? Eh? <laughs> if God give you the anointing the way he gave to these guys, what will you do with your own? Eh? Would if an angel appear to you and tell you to go and call somebody? Ah, that this, it is when you listen to that person that you can be say, saved. Would you not <laughs> want to kneel down before that person? That an, an angel knows the person's name. Aha. So Cornelius fell at his feet and worshipped him. But Simon pulled him up and said, Stand up, I'm, I'm a human being just like you. So they talked together and went inside where many others were assembled. Peter told them, You know it's against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as unclean or impure. It meant that Peter understood the vision. Yes, it meant simply that Peter understood the vision. He might not have understood the vision at the beginning, but right at this moment, Peter fully understood. He understood the vision, right? <laughs> yes, because Peter said, look, ah, as soon as I'm sure as soon as those guys told him, and I'm sure throughout that night when they slept over that night, he would have been praying. And now that they have come to this house, he would have realized that that was the dream that God has, had shown him. He said that God said, I should no longer think of any, anyone as impure or unclean. So I came without, I came without objection. I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. Now tell me why you sent for me. Cornelius replied, four days ago I was praying in my house. About the same time, three o'clock in the afternoon, suddenly a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayers has been heard and your gift to the poor have been noticed by God. Now send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying in the, in the home of Simon, a tanner who lives near the sea. So I sent for you at once and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here waiting before God to hear the message the Lord, the message the Lord has given to you. All right. So I'm thinking let's add a few, let's add a few minutes to our discussion this morning. Uh, listen to the message that God, the God has given to you. Now, 34 says, then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what and do what is right. This is the message of, of good. This is the message of good news uh, for the people of Israel that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, of course. Cornelius would have known, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him, they put him to death by hanging him on the cross. But God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear not to the general public but to us 
whom God had chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God to be the judge, to be the judge of all, all the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophet testifies about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. That is what Peter said to everyone who believes in Jesus will have their sins forgiven will have their sins forgiven through his name even as peter was saying these things the holy spirit fell upon all who were listening to the message the jewish believers who came with peter were amazed that the gift of the holy spirit had been poured out on the gentiles too for they heard them speaking in other tongues and praising god then peter asked can anyone object to their being baptized now that they have received the holy spirit just as we did so he gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterwards, Cornelius asked him to stay with them for several days. Quite an amazing read this morning. Quite an amazing read this morning. But you see the way the Holy Spirit is breaking so many barriers. These believers were baptized with the Holy Spirit before anybody could even confirm that they were born again. In their hearts, they already accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. That was the only way the Holy Spirit could come on them. Okay, so I asked someone this morning, okay, don't be too rigid. Preach the gospel this morning. You saw in verse 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. I charge you this morning, do good. Use your own anointing. Use your own speaking in tongues. Use your own prayer. Use it to do good this morning. And the Lord will bless you. The Lord will open doors for you. I pray that no one, nothing will be able to stop you. In the name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.